and they find you and they find the best information, they're going to say, Ooh, that's, that's who I want to learn from. Welcome to episode 36 of the Online Course Guy podcast. I am Jacques Hopkins, the Online Course Guy, and this is the show where we show you how to turn your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. I was able to do just that, and after eight years with a full-time job, I'm now proud to say that I support my family just from the income from my online piano course. And today on the show, we had Beth Blackerby, who runs violinlab.com, and she has been doing that over at violinlab.com since 2007. That's when she got started. So we talked about why she really likes teaching adults, like what the reason is that she's just passionate about those particular learners as opposed to kids. We talked about all of how she's able to generate so much traffic through organic search, you know, like SEO, without even trying at all. And we talked about what it was like for her getting started way back in 2007 when things were so different than they are today in terms of both the technology and also the information available about how to do this stuff. So it was it was an incredible opportunity to speak with Beth about her business and her course. And we're going to go ahead and jump into that interview right now. Hi, Beth. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, Jack. How are you? I am good. Can you tell me why you started Violin Lab? Well, you know, it was just in large part based on my teaching relationships with adult students who had a total different attitude about learning than your typical, you know, private student, you know, kid. And one thing that I really was amazed at was their the level of enthusiasm and at the same time my husband and I owned a violin shop and I would work down there sometimes and adults would come in and they would have so many questions and I'm thinking really violin students who really want to know like how exactly how you play and I thought there just really isn't a great source of information and and I he was looking around on the internet and there were some, there were some good videos on, on YouTube, but there was a lot of not so good videos on YouTube. But what I didn't see was the curriculum. I didn't see a, a compl- the whole package, like from, from the, this, the first day and then really guiding someone all the way through the whole process. So that's where I felt like there was a need for it. And, you know, I guess I felt that I could do it. And so I, you know, spent a good amount of time really developing a curriculum first. And, and so I guess it was that. It was just that I saw that there were a lot of people just in my community who thirsted for good information. And I figured, well, if there's a lot of people here in Austin, there's probably a lot of people world over. I think, you know, you mentioned step-by-step and having a curriculum. And one of the things I read on your website that really stuck out to me, and I'm going to read it here. It said, um, it said, while there were only a few good video tutorials on YouTube, this was the year 2007, there was no place with a sequenced curriculum, which is, you know, basically a step-by-step online course, online instruction. And I feel the same way. And I get people that will message me and be like, why would I buy your course when I can get 
free training on YouTube. Yeah. That is the answer. You're not going to get, you're not going to get free, good step-by-step A to Z training on YouTube. And, and it sounds like you, you feel exactly the same way. Right. Exactly. Because it, it has to be sequenced. You cannot piecemeal learning something complex like a musical instrument, you know, and, and a lot of teachers, I don't think even sequence themselves when they're teaching, you know, they're like, well, um, okay, well, we'll learn this today. You know, it's like, well, someone can't really learn that unless they learn to do that. And they can't do that unless they learn to do that. So I think sequencing in, in and of itself is an art and science. The other thing that you mentioned was focusing on adults. And yeah. I know from my experience, and I, you were probably like a prodigy with violin growing up, but I was a horrible piano student growing up. And that's because I had no interest in it. It was my parents, it was my parents' idea and I didn't practice. I wasn't enthusiastic to use your word. But as an adult, I am enthusiastic about piano. I'm enthusiastic about learning all kinds of different things. So do kids like do, do parents ever come to you and ask about your instruction for their kids or it's hundred percent you want adults? It is mostly adults. There there is the rare kid who usually lives, you know, with, you know, with their family in an area where they don't have access to a teacher and the kid is really passionate about wanting to learn and then they contact me. So it's usually because there is a lack of resources available. Um, But I would say the majority, yes, of of the members are adults. So, you started back in 2007, which I mean, as far as the internet goes and online yeah. courses go. <laughs> that was the olden days. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. I mean, YouTube is nothing like what it was uh, yeah. back then today. Yeah. So what, I mean, why did you even think to, to make an online course back in 2007 when hardly anybody was doing it? You know, it just, it, it was just the, that light bulb moment. It really was. I mean, it, it's so stereotypical to say, yeah, I was taking a shower and I had this, you know, but it was so true. It's like, it was like, oh, what if, what if I had a, a, like a home, a hub? Like what if it could be like a hangout for these adults to connect? Now, let's see, was I on Facebook then? I don't even remember. I don't even remember. But I just, I did. I had the thought. It was just, it really was thinking about, and it's so funny to think about this. I thought of this one woman who, who would, I won't say her name online, but she would hunt me down to just barrage me with questions about violin playing. And I thought she needs other people. And I just kind of, kind of thought of this person and I thought, wouldn't she love to have a place online where she could talk to other, other adults and they could commiserate and they could share ideas at the same time, you know, getting really good content. So it was like, all right, I'm going to create a website. It's going to have a community section. And this was before... At the time, I remember talking to my developers and I said, I want them to be able to put their video up on the site so that others, so that I can comment. And I remember that, you know, and I, in, in my mind, I thought that they would develop, you know, the, the capability of people to directly upload. And they're like, well, you know, they could embed their video. And I'm like, 
what's that? You know, so, I mean, there, I didn't even really understand fully what, you know, what people did on the internet, but yeah. So it, at that, at that time, there was very little, you know, of that going on. Of course now, you know, everybody right. do it, you know, like that. But, um, but yeah, that was it. It really was just believing that something like that would be uh, welcome to many people. Well, it's, it's impressive that you even had the idea back in 2007, but what's even more impressive is that you executed on that idea. And as you know, you know, success comes when you execute, not just on the idea. And right. so today it's so much easier to do things like this with the software and the tools and also in the information available to help you get there. Yeah. And I wasn't doing this back in 2007. So once you decided, once you got the idea, you obviously made it a reality. What were the steps you took back then? Let's say from when you got, got the idea to when maybe you made your first sale. Yeah, I, well, first, and what I would really counsel anyone on is you have to have a product. You have to have content. Don't, don't go out and get all the tools first. First, decide what you're going to teach. And so I really, I, I had to sit down felt like probably at a typewriter back then. No, I sat down and I just, I had to write out my lessons. You know, I had to do everything. And then I, now that's not to say that all the content on the website I wrote out first. No, I would say a, like the first, probably like 50 videos, the, the beginning structure. And then we got, I guess I had to get some equipment and set up somewhere, you know? So I started, <laughs> I started in our bedroom. Like that was the only, there was like a little spot and I put a black cloth over the window. And, you know, so I just got a kind of little home studio set up, you know, and since then I moved into another room and now I, I actually am in my, well, you can't really see it. I built a studio in the backyard so now I have my very own building. Awesome. Um, yeah. But so, so then we got set up, got the equipment and shot and uh, some footage. I, at the same time, I had to learn how to edit video. So I didn't have any of the, I didn't know how to do the software. I went to the local Apple store at the time. They offered for $99 a year private lessons on video editing. I mean, it was an amazing deal. And I went every week, the genius there, you know, he showed me how to edit video and audio and everything. So I learned those skills and, and made the videos. I would say after, you know, I, of course, you know, it's hard to remember back then how many months that took. The next step was to build the site. And, you know, so I started talking to developers about what I wanted and, and that's a, you know, it was a fun, fun process. So, but it was a process It took a year, I would say a year of building the website, shooting the videos, editing the videos to, to then launch. Um, and then it was just like, yeah, <laughs> it's like, okay, you have a website, you just took a grain of sand and you threw it on the beach, you know, <laughs> like, all right, now, then, then it's like how to get people to your website, right? So you didn't, you didn't just immediately make a bunch of sales and get a bunch of new members as soon as it was available? 
No, no one does that. I mean, obviously, yeah. Like I was in, as far as Google search goes, I was in infinity, you know, for a year. And you have to either have to do AdWords, you have to do YouTube, you know, and, and so I did that. I, I, I'm not a marketer. I'm really actually pretty lousy at it, but I think what helped the most and what I guess if you were to ask my advice, if you were starting and you know, someone were starting a, a tutorial website is, you know, put really quality content on YouTube because then you stand out, you know, because someone, if they're going to learn, want to learn, you know, whatever, if it's an instrument, they're going to be looking at everyone. They're going to be listening to everyone and they're going to click on you and someone's going to give you partial information they're going to click away and then when they find you and they find the best information they're going to say oh that's that's who i want to learn from so that really was the way i got people to my site in the first place yeah and i i i can definitely echo that advice i mean that's that's one of my top pieces of advice for people interested in this stuff is, is start on YouTube and mm -hmm. do that even before you even think about putting together an online course, build that audience and that following first. And one thing you said was not just make YouTube videos, but make really, really good YouTube videos. Yeah. Right? Yes. And especially now you really have to stand out. If you were starting violin videos today, that's so much different than starting back in 2007. Sure. Just having a channel made you stand out, but today yeah. you have to have awesome, uh, lighting and video quality and editing and and then content as well like you have to have amazing yep. content as well mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you can't just stand in front of your closet door anymore and you know when I first started oh my gosh I remember there was one online course now they have this company is since I think Google blackballed them. I think just sent them to the bottom because they did sort of slimy things, but it was some guy just standing in front. You saw an open closet door and, and just kind of speaking, you know, very casually. Yeah, you do this, you do this, that, and you heard the, the, whoever was shooting, you heard them talking in the background and it was just abysmal, you know, production quality. And, but they had the top ranking um, SEO. I mean, they popped up at the top, but I, I didn't, haven't even seen this in, you know, years. So when did you, at what point in the process, what happened for you to say, okay, Violin Lab is successful? Um, I think after a year, I think after the first year, I, I, I had maybe, you know, three to 400 members. Um, wow. And I remember when I started, I, I had, oh, there was, a, there was a website that I took inspiration from. It was a, it was a video tutorial website on shooting video. And I thought it was a really well done site. And I, and I really, you know, looked at the details because I wanted to, you know, emulate at least the feel of that site. And I remember this, I think it was Izzy video. They had like 400 members and I thought, okay, that's, that's my goal. If I can get 400 people 
signed up, you know, I feel like, okay, this is this, I reached my goal. And I think it took about a year. It, I, I was really happy. And then it just, you know, kept going up. And now I have around, it, it's between like 16 and 1800 members. And, um, you know, so yeah, I've, I'd say it took about a year. Yeah. And 1600 to 1800 members today. I mean, that's, that's not all the people that have ever signed up. That's how many people that are active on the site now. Right. That's amazing. And yeah. one thing I wanted to ask you about is I noticed something on your website about how when you sign up for whatever plan they choose, however, you know, whatever length of time, it doesn't necessarily auto renew. Is that correct? That's right. So it, yes, it's not a subscription in the sense of every month you pay. It is, you know, you, you decide how many months you want to study and then you can renew, you can, and you can renew at a discount, but you, you initiate that because I just didn't want people to be nervous, you know, about signing up. Um, although, although I am entertaining the idea of a, of a lower rate, but, but doing it monthly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I have a completely different model with my piano course in that they just pay a one-time fee and they have lifetime access yeah. to the course. And I've talked to a lot of people that do like the monthly membership, but the way that you do it, I don't, I don't think I've come across that. And I was curious to mm -hmm. find out the motivation to doing that and also how it's working out for you because typically people will offer, if they're doing more of a, a membership type thing, it'll be monthly and every month their card gets charged and a lot of people like forget about it. And so when you, when I first saw that on your website, I'm like, wow, she's probably leaving a lot of money on the table, but you're right. saying that you feel that your model maybe provides more incentive to sign up in the first place. Right. Right. Because I, all of my decisions are based on how I react, you know, to things. And, and so if I guess back in the day, the, I, that, that subscription model of I'm going to take money out of your credit card every month seemed a little sketchy to me, you know? And I, I was like, well, I don't, I don't know if it would be, Oh, because of those gym memberships, you know, did you ever join a gym and then try to cancel? And then they have these different DBAs and they still charge your credit card and you have to go to, so I, that's kind of the model that I didn't want people to think that I was. And, and I thought, well, you know, if I said to you, look, yeah, give me your credit card number, but I'm not going to keep your credit card information. I'm not going to sign you back up. You can, if you want, you know, no strings attached that people wouldn't hesitate to, to sign up because they had nothing to lose. And I also say, if, if it's not what you want, I give you your money back, you know, and of the thousands of people who've joined, I think two times, two times someone has said, you know, this isn't what I was wanting. I'm not sure what they were wanting and I just refunded their money. So there's, you know, it's really low risk. Well, it sounds like the way you're doing it is, is working. So that's, <laughs> that's amazing. And congratulations on, on, you know, not only getting to that 400 goal, but far surpassing yeah. it well <laughs> Thank through, you. <laughs> through the years. So what is, what would you say like the top sources of traffic are like, how are people finding you today? Well, now the, I, uh, just Google search is, is the top. Um, so organic search results. So yes. Yeah, so finally, so I went from infinity to page one 
and, and certain with certain keywords, um, I, I'm like the top result. If you do, I think if you type in like, well, online violin tutorials, I'm at the top. Um, and that's number one. Number two would is YouTube. So I think people find me on, on YouTube. And then after that, I think word of mouth. And I, that is an option. So when people sign up, they have to choose how they found me. And word of mouth is one of the s selection choices. So that, that's, that happens frequently. So no and paid, an paid other, and I don't know what other is. So <laughs> <laughs> that could be social media or any any number of things. So you're not paying for any advertising anywhere. No. Good for you. Um, yeah. So you mentioned you know SEO, Google searches is the top way people find you. Honestly, I think that's the way I found you. I was like, you know, it'd be fun to have somebody in violin on the yeah. show. And oh, so cool. I searched online violin course. I'm sure that's what I searched and you were, you were right up there. Yeah. Uh, so are you doing anything specifically to get ranked that high or it's just, I have a quality site and over the I years. Have a, I have a quality site and I, you know, I haven't done anything to try and boost those that, that whatever that, you know, the, I haven't tried to second guess Google algorithms and I've, I've heard like, don't try to do it. And I took that seriously. Also, I really wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know like, like, like anything about meta tags or I, I just don't really know about it. And, and I just remember receiving the, the little piece of advice way, way back in the beginning where I attended some little seminar on social media marketing. This was at the very beginning of social media marketing. And one guy said, you know what? the best way to bring people to your site is to have the best content. So I was like, all right, that's all I'm going to concentrate on. I'm not going to mess with anything. I'm not going to do any affiliations. I don't, I don't, you know, cause I think some people do try to do that. And, and yeah, it's worked out really well. Well, I think that's a, that's a great lesson for, uh, for myself as well. And, and hopefully a lot of the people listening to this because it's really easy to get bogged down in all the tricks and the tactics and the things you can be doing. Uh, but instead, if you just focus on your craft, yeah. and, which in your case was violin and, and providing as much value to your students and prospective students as possible, mm -hmm. it's obviously worked out in the long run for you without worrying about all that other stuff. Exactly. Exactly. That's amazing. Yeah. So if you, you know, knowing everything that you know today, if you could go back to when you first got the idea for Violin Lab, what would you have done differently, if anything? Well, I would, yeah, I probably would have designed the website a little differently because I'm now <laughs> working on the uh, fourth iteration, I believe. So there was an original Violin Lab that you've never seen. Then there was a second one, and now I'm on the third third one now I'm working on the fourth yeah I because I'm, I keep adding things I keep tweaking things so it would have been great to just start off with that perfect functionality and design in, in the website um, I also probably would like to have had more preparation in years prior to making my content where I developed more of my own um, sequence of, of songs. So I'm using, you know, this, the Suzuki sequence along with 
other things. So I, I've definitely heavily supplemented that, but I would love to have had, you know, lots of time to sort of develop really great, great pieces that I, you know, had as my curriculum, but you know, that would have really taken, taken more years. But as far as just doing anything differently, honestly, I feel like, you know, I got it right the first time um, with the exception of some functionality with the website, but you know, I'm working on that now. Well, congratulations on all your success. And I'm, I'm just, uh, it's been a pleasure to talk with you and the, the fact that you are just so passionate about teaching and the violin and not so much about all the marketing stuff is just, um, uh, just a breath of fresh air with all of this. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> um, so we're, you know, we're about out of time, but thank okay. you so much. And you oh, know, you're kind, welcome. Of, kind of in closing, if you, if there's anything else you want to share with the audience and also just, um, you know, let people know where they can find you online. Sure. Um, well, violinlab.com is the website, uh, violinlab at gmail.com if you want to email me with any questions. Um, I think, I guess, parting words, just remember that, you know, everything you see online, big websites or something that I've done or what you've done, it's just a series of little baby steps. You know, it's no one just does all this work and at one time, but you know, you just, you just take that first little step and then that next little step. And then, you know, you, you have content, you can, like you say, now there are websites that make it so much easier to include, you know, content for monetization. You don't have to go out and pay tens of thousands of dollars to develop a website anymore. Um, but just, you know, just chip away. That's, I guess that's kind of what I would encourage people to do. Because I think a lot, of, a lot of people have the idea, right? A lot of people have the desire to do it and they don't know where to begin. Well, just do one little thing. <laughs> that's it. The next day you do one more little thing and then it, it adds up quickly. Yeah, it, it can be overwhelming once you start thinking about all the things that you will have to do. Yeah. But if you, if you take, you know, for the people listening, if you take Beth's advice, just, just find that one first thing you should be doing. Yeah. And, and that's what out. I ask myself every day. I'm like, well, what is it that like has to be done now? Like, right. well, obviously if you didn't have a camera, <laughs> that's, that's one thing you can do, you know? <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Beth. It's been a pleasure. We'll All right. uh, hopefully thank catch you. up soon. Absolutely. Bye. Thanks again to Beth for joining me here on episode 36 of the podcast. And if you want to get started with your own online course based on whatever it is that your hobby or passion it is, and you want to be like Beth and you want to, to be like a lot of the people that have been on this show and have a successful online course, then I've got a free quick start guide waiting for you at the onlinecourseguide.com. It's the eight steps to turning your hobby or passion into a profitable online course. So go ahead jump over to the onlinecourseguide.com, grab a copy of that, and I look forward to working with you on your online course. See you next time.